Hola, ni hao, ciao, hi, bonjour, salve, hello. Hello, I'm your host, Madison Luner, and welcome to the Study Abroad Files. Welcome back! <laughs> welcome to Study Abroad Files. As I said before, I'm your host, Madison Fluger, and well, today's just a day in the life of being a Swede or a fake Swede or whatever you want to call me. Um, I've been busy here, actually, for the last month, getting used to life and everything, and um, I've made fantastic friends. I've done two different trips, and it's just, ugh, it's been crazy. So I'm going to talk about today just getting used to a new life in your new country and kind of my experiences with Sweden and what have you. Later on in the episode, I'll interview one of my friends that I met here. Um, They live on my floor with me, and I'm excited to have them come on. (sighs) Okay. Gosh, like, where do I even begin? Um, this last couple, like, this last couple weeks in Sweden has been, like, insanely busy for me, while at the same time, insanely not. Uh, I know that doesn't make sense, but <laughs> it's okay. Um, I got into my dorm and my um, accommodation. It's not actually called a dorm, but it basically is a dorm. And they didn't tell me right away when I uh, got here where I was going to live, and I think I expressed that in the last episode, but... Um, I ended up in the city center of Janschöping, um, and I finally can say Janschöping, <laughs> um, and I'm about five blocks from school. I have to take a bus to go to the mall, but that's pretty much it. Grocery stores right around the corner. There's plenty of restaurants, plenty of everything literally right at the palm of my hand, and while it's like kind of busy and kind of, there's a lot, you can hear a lot, like we live above a club. And the rooms are really fucking tiny. I've actually met a wonderful group of friends here. And I hope to have them each on here, honestly. Because they're just so... They're funny. They're great. They're from everywhere. Um, Not everyone's an exchange student at my place. As the other accommodation that I was assuming I was going to get actually has most of the exchange students. And mine ended up being more master students on this floor. And then there's like two exchange with me. And then there's like two undergrad, three undergrad, I think. Out of the 30-person house, it's quite a lot of master students, I guess. But yeah, we're all kind of like a big, like happy family. We're learning together. And um, again, everyone's from everywhere. So like nobody really can read Swedish, which is, thank God, I'm not the only one who did not learn the language before we came here. <laughs> but uh, <laughs> yeah, the my friends here have been really what's making it like the entire experience fantastic. Um, I really submerged myself in the culture and the, more in the university than the culture, I guess, and went just balls out on kickoff week, which is like their welcome week for new students. And it was so bizarre, like so, so, so bizarre to an extent. Like there was one point where I was peeling a potato. Um, we had to do the whole like group exercises where we were biting an apple and trying to move it around without using our hands or feet. There was just a lot going on all week. Um, they had like a concert at some point where we um, had Icona Pop come, which is awesome because I actually knew the fucking band. And there was a bubble party where we were playing soccer with a bunch of bubbles. Oh, and my fucking, my favorite. I don't know if I said this in the last part, but we get overalls. The overalls are the biggest part of the tradition of kickoff week for Jan Shopping University. And I'm not going to go into too much detail because I know this podcast is not just about my experience my life in Sweden but I do want to explain this just a little bit because it's just so freaking nerdy and I love it so you come in the first day of kickoff week and they have this thing called the overall ceremony 
you do have to pay for these overalls. They're like 50 bucks roughly if you convert it. And they make you wear the overalls like fucking jail style. You'll put on your pants and then you put on the top and you button it up. And then they make you do these weird dances and weird like activities saying that you're going to go through the ceremony so you can wear the overalls correctly. Once you finish the ceremony of whatever the hell they decide to make you do, like, I know I had to, like, do a uh, pyramid of, like, 20 people, and I was in the bottom, so that was a pain, literally. And um, other people were, like, I know I saw a lap dance. I want, It was a lot. A lot was going on all at once. But once you get approved, you um, sit with your group, and they show you that you have to wear the overalls, just, like, just the pants, and then you take down the shirt, and you tie the sleeves so they're like pockets, and then you wear it around like that. And they give you your first patch, and you glue on these patches. Every event you go to, they give you a new patch. And so the whole like orientation of it is like you need to collect as many patches so you're considered like more involved and like cool, I guess, with the school. I don't know if it makes you cool or nerdy, but um, you look like a freak wearing them, and I love it. I love every second of it. <laughs> I probably have. 25 patches most of them aren't from things I actually did like sometimes they just give away patches for free and I again I love it I love all of it I can't wait my mom keeps asking me actually like what I'm gonna do with it when I get back and it's just I'm never gonna wear it again but and I know that I'm aware it's a very bad fashion trend especially when you're not in the university setting but it is a really cool memory that like you're not going to get anywhere else. So I really, really, really love the overall ceremony part of kickoff. Okay. Um, well, yeah, that was kickoff. Uh, I've met my friends. I've lived in my dorm. I've had kickoff. I've even found my coffee shop that I go to like every fucking day so I can sit there and just drink my coffee and do my work and whatever. Um, I've also already got to travel twice. I got to go to London with my group of UCF friends. Uh, London was weirdly cultural and I kind of put that in my blog post which I made fun of the first time on the podcast but whatever my blog I'm actually turning probably gonna end up turning into a book because it's so like I write so so much but London turned into a very cultural experience because we stayed with Richard's family who Richard's one of the UCF guys and he um his family's like half Icelandic half English so we stayed with his grandma and we had, like, a whole, like, English, like, brunch, lunch thing. I don't know what it was. It was, like, at, like, 3 in the afternoon. But we had, like, a whole traditional meal, like, this wonderful apple pie. I don't know what was in the apple pie, but it did not. It wasn't as sweet as, like, American pie, but it was, like, almost bitter tasting. And it was really fucking good. <laughs> I could just talk about the pie for probably 20 minutes, but we're not going to do that. Um... Yeah, so instead of just seeing, like, the normal sights and whatever, we actually got to experience, like, what it's like to live in England, and I thought that was kind of cool and different, and I highly suggest if you have any friends you meet while studying abroad that, like, live in another country that you've never seen and it's close enough by and you can get there easily and their family's okay with it, like, go visit there, stay with them, learn about it, 100% do it, because it just, it's different, it's cool, so I'm trying to see if I can do that again with someone else, but I don't really know, like, who would be available to do that and what either way I have trips planned but either way um right after London I actually realized I didn't have class for an entire week I don't know why but I don't care and so I booked a train the next day to Norway 
and I saw Oslo, Norway, where I had actually a group of my um, friends from my, well, my dorm is called Delta House. So if I ever say Delta House, that's what it is. My friends from Delta House actually um, came with me the next day. So I went to Oslo by myself and then the next day they showed up. But I did like a, what are those called? Oh no, oh, words in my mouth there. It is called a segue. I did a whole segue tour of, um, I didn't, I thought I was doing the main part of Oslo. However, I did not book the main part of Oslo. So the man realized that I messed up and didn't know it. So he get, did both for me because I was the only person on this tour on a random Tuesday or Wednesday, Thursday. I don't even know. It was a weekday. <laughs> And I was the only person on this the fucking tour. I looked like the biggest asshole in all of Oslo, but it was so much fun. So I have zero regrets. Um, I joined the rowing team as of yesterday, and I'm actually fairly okay at it. Uh, I've, um, let's see what else, what else has happened? I moved in, as I said, I moved into my dorm. Um, it's tiny as hell, but I actually love it because of how close it is to everything. Um, I've made a good group of friends. Most of them I've actually lived with and I, um, they're from everywhere, like literally everywhere, but nobody, not everyone's an exchange student. There's, um, um, a few people who, most people on my floor actually are master students and the other portion of them are kind of exchange or just full-time undergrad, but I think there's only like three full-time undergrad. The rest are grads and except for like me and two other people. So Either way, there's um, about 30 people who live in this, like, dormitory-style um, accommodation. And uh, we already are known as the party floor, and the lady upstairs who acts like an RA hates us. So that's all fine and dandy. But, um, yeah, it's been ups and downs with the accommodation, but it's pretty. it's been actually pretty smooth uh, um, as far as, like, everybody on my floor getting along and, like, keeping it clean and keeping it... Um, you know, uh, like, nobody's really, like, fighting, necessarily. It's just been like, hey, yo, do the dishes. So that's been pretty good. Um, classes so far are freaking weird for me. But um, classes have been, I don't even know how to describe. I, I really don't, because I've only had one class so far. I actually just started my second class today, and it is the it is the 25th of September, so I just started a class today. Um, and my other class has been, there's been nothing. I've had to do a group paper where I had to write two pages, and it's still not even due for two weeks. So I've just done my part, and I'm waiting for my group to just tell me what else I need to do. But <laughs> that's really been it the whole time. I, um... It's very relaxed. I only I did have an 8 a.m. 8 a.m. suck. They they're never good, but I get a coffee along the way and it's not so bad. Or fika, if you will. <laughs> Swedish culture. Um Yeah, class is weird. Class is really weird from at least going from my American culture to my new Swedish like culture of class style class. I don't know. It's but it's not that big of a deal. Like everything I have is in English, and I hope if you're doing a similar thing, you would have the same situation where you're able to speak the language fully, because otherwise, what's the point? But, yeah, I mean, enough about me. Let's continue on and actually get into what this episode is actually about, um, which is getting 
used to your new life. And while I did recap a little bit of how I'm getting used to my new life, there's a couple of tips and things that I do suggest um, for you guys to also do before you go abroad. So um, let's be real. There's nothing you can really actually do to completely understand your culture right before you get there. You can attempt to watch YouTube videos like I did and do a bunch of research, start a podcast, make a website, do videos. How stupid is that? All right. <laughs> um, but yeah, there's there's nothing you can really do until you actually get to the place you're going to make sure that you're going to like be fully emerged and fully prepared to go into this place and be considered a local or a normal person. But for the, my first and number one tip is do not put a lot of stress on yourself when you're going to, you don't know what's going to go on. You don't know where you're going. It's all like a learning curve that you kind of have to get used to. Like, for example, when I was in Stockholm, I kind of got frustrated with myself trying to figure out the bus and metro system, bus and metro system, and not knowing any of the words and everything. I got, I got really frustrated and I was closing off and like how to push myself out of that mindset because I was just so angry like oh my god I can't like I can't figure this out this is gonna I'm a failure I just I kept doing those like negative aspects towards it even though it was something that I obviously don't know Swedish like I couldn't have known Swedish I just because I don't ride the bus every day doesn't mean I couldn't figure it out and I like I had to like push myself to like understand okay this is okay I'm learning how to figure this out and I actually only fucked up like one time on the bus where I went like the opposite way of when I was what I was trying to go and so I ended up writing it to the end and then all the way back but it was only a couple stops it was not that bad so yeah it takes a second to like get used to everything so don't put stress on yourself try to like accept like okay I'm learning I'm figuring this out second thing be open to everything and I mean everything I mean foods <laughs> Um, when I first got here, I did actually, I thought I was going to be, oh yeah, let me try this, let me try that, but I actually searched for foods that I knew, like burgers, and I definitely ate at McDonald's, and I ate at 7-Eleven, but you can read that on my blog, it was disgusting, never fucking do that, but I did tend to, um, yeah, I tend to search for my, like, normal foods that I would eat before, instead of opening my, like, brain up to, uh, other things, like, for example, at a coffee shop here, I would normally back home I would get a coffee and like maybe a bagel or like a sandwich or like a little dessert and while they do still have those things they're different like there is cinnamon Sweden is known for cinnamon rolls they had a cinnamon roll day the other day it was fantastic but they had like cinnamon rolls and they have like this like vanilla something or other or s'more bread which I don't s'more broad s'more broad I don't know I can't speak Swedish but it's like um a piece of bread, which is very flimsy, breaks it really easily. Cream cheese, I think, on top of it, and then, like, fish, like, shrimp. And my brain, I'm like, I don't really want them with my coffee. But, like, Swedes tend to do that, I guess. So I did open my brain up eventually, but at first it was really hard for me to get used to, like, okay, I need to try new things. I wanted to find things that, like, I knew already. So um, I definitely suggest trying to get over get over yourself like I did. I told myself literally get over it. You're gonna try new things and I actually found out I really like it. Like I had um, a potato with like this shrimp sauce thing on it. It was like a baked potato with like floated with shrimp and shrimp flavored sauce thing and it was really good. I don't know what else was in it but it was good. Um, I would try to learn um, for the third tip I would try to learn a little bit of the language to some extent. 
um, not sponsored, but Duolingo I used before, and it is fantastic. It helps with a lot of things with learning what you're reading on the menu or at a grocery store or, like, just saying hello, goodbye, clothing, I know a couple words. Like, knowing a little here and there has helped me so much in the long run, like, knowing, okay, this is what I'm looking at. Like, I can tell the store which one is soy milk versus regular milk, and I can tell which one is ham versus turkey. Like, I can look at something, and I actually know what the word means. So even though I can't speak the language for shit, I know just a little bit. So even if you can do something like Duolingo, or I think Rosetta Stone probably has a lot of options as well, or whatever else, those are, like, I highly, highly, highly recommend because, I mean, you're not going to really be able to submerge yourself with, like, somebody specifically who's Swedish or wherever you're studying, unless you know somebody, which, I mean, you could, I guess. But you're not going to really know a language until you actually submerge yourself in the culture. And even me, I'm not fluent in Swedish. I'm not really even learning that much because a lot of my friends speak English. But, um, yeah, I just, I know a little bit at least. A little bit is always going to help you in the long run. And, I mean, if you're really dedicated, go to that country, try to learn the language. I, specifically, again, I'm not really learning it as much. I wish I kind of started off really trying, but at this point, it's kind of, it's already October. I'm kind of getting late. I only have a semester to learn a whole new language. If you have, like, a little bit beforehand, it's one thing, but completely up to you. If you can do it, do it. Highly recommend, yes. Um... Whatever you choose to do, it's up to you, but I recommend knowing just a little bit. Like, I can't pronounce jack shit, but at least I can tell the difference between chicken and beef at a grocery store. Uh, also, uh, the currency. Number four in my final tip for getting used to your culture and understanding different things. Um, currency doesn't really feel real for me, at least here. It's almost like Monopoly money. That's at least what Anna, my um, one of my housemates at Delta, had described it as, and I, I really feel like that's true. Whereas um, the Swedish krona, it's like I hand over 100 krona, and I'm like, in my brain, in dollars, that would be so much money, but krona, it's like 10 bucks. So it's not, I mean, that's a very bad estimation. It's like 0.8 krona is like a dollar or no. Is that right? 0.08 krona would be a dollar. I don't know. Either way, math is bad. I am not good at math. This is why I'm here. But um, yeah, money doesn't feel real. It's just like, it's hard for me to grasp like, oh, that's kind of expensive for that coffee versus it's not that expensive here. So maybe I should shop here. Like, I don't understand the concept yet of like switching it. And while I do just divide everything by 10, it's still not completely accurate because it's not divided by 10 technically. It's divided by like eight or seven or something. Um, but yeah, getting, like, knowing the price comparisons and stuff is very, very difficult than your home currency, and you kind of need to, like, just accept that you're not going to, you're not going to really understand it. I still don't really understand it 100%, and I kind of look at my bank account, I'm like, oh, this is depleting very quickly, but it's fine, I'm just going to be broke when I get home. Uh, I think to help with that, maybe um, learning how to separate the money, how to figure out how much is what and what is a normal price for something might help you in the long run. I personally have been kind of just learning as I go, well, this is how much this is. So if I get it here for this much, make sure to, like at the next place, I'm not going to get spent overly too much. Like for a coffee, I'm going to spend 30 krona over at the school's coffee shop or at 
another coffee shop down the road, it's 60 krona, so I'm spending double for no reason. You see what I mean? It's just kind of like what you give what you get and try to figure out um, as you go. Well, that's it for the first section of the podcast. In the next section, I will be interviewing my friend Simon from down the hall. So stay tuned. Hey, guys, just a quick shout out to my home university, UCF, for showing the show on the study abroad site. I'm working really hard over here and loving bringing a new way for students to see what studying abroad is all about. Thank you. And let's get back to the podcast. Hey guys, welcome back, and I have... Simon! Simon! <laughs> What's up? Wow. Oh my gosh. Thank you for coming on. Thank, thank you for joining. Thank you for inviting me, first of all. <laughs> okay, so I guess let's go into, like, um, give me the rundown of just Simon. Who are you? Where are you from? What are you doing here? What is Simon? Well, Simon is a very specific species. <laughs> oh, it's a specific species. Yeah. yeah. So... I am from Bulgaria, from the capital city of Bulgaria, actually, Sofia. Okay. And, uh... <laughs> uh okay, like, let's, like, what are you into? Why are you, like, what are you studying? Well, I'm studying international marketing at okay. Huron Shopping University. And I came, like, two months ago, and I enjoy myself here so much because I love new cultures. Okay. Especially Swedish one. But there are some disadvantages. Like, like there is in the question after that. <laughs> well, okay, I will. I'll, we'll get to that. Whatever. Okay. I was just kind of like, <laughs> I mean, we're, this is you gotta. We gotta do this. Okay. okay. Let me just start off by saying this is just casual. We don't have to be creepy about the questions. We don't okay. want to follow this necessarily. Oh, okay. So sure. don't worry yeah. about like that. Just be like okay. yourself. Be uh, your weird self. There's a problem with me that I always follow the things. <laughs> okay, so maybe I shouldn't have showed you the questions that I wrote. <laughs> okay, well, um, Simon and I live literally two doors down from each other at our um, accommodation in Sweden, and I met him a month-ish, ha- month and a half ago now. Um, and I just want to mention, I always hear her uh, alarms in the morning. No, you don't. <laughs> no, you don't. Henry barely hears my alarms in the morning. You don't even live next door. Well, she's just saying that to hide it. But I have like 70 her. alarms. It's probably accurate, yeah. but whatever. People know it. You know what? <laughs> At least I didn't have a strip club show in Norway. He literally, we were filming and... I was filming for the vlog, which, by the way, if you haven't seen, go check out my vlog. It's Amazing. popping. No, it's not. I'm trying to get the videos out there. It's okay. <laughs> but um, when the Norway vlog comes out, Simon, like, didn't know what to do on camera. So he's like, he just started to pretend to unzip his clothes and just have a strip flow. So, you know, if that has any indication of what Simon's like, that right there is exactly it. Uh, yeah, so I mentioned <laughs> in the beginning, specific. Very specific. You were specific. Yeah. Okay. Fair enough. Okay, so um, you said what your studies were, but, like, why did you choose, like, that to study in? International marketing? Yeah. Well, the idea of international marketing came since my bachelor's degree because I've been studying uh, international relations, economic relationships. Okay. And I actually loved marketing. And then I decided, why shouldn't I continue with international before everything? That's fair. So, um, uh, where did you study your undergrad? I don't actually know uh, that. In Bucharest, in Romania. Romania, so okay. For three years, yeah. 
Okay. Oh, so it's only three years. See, in the U.S., yep. it's like four years. So most it's like countries is four. Actually, in Romania, it's four. Most of the things, but this one was three years. Okay. Same with Sweden. Actually, Sweden's three years too. Which yeah. I'm like, oh, if I, I had know. one year less of school, I wish. <laughs> oh my gosh. But whatever. I I can get you. Yeah, I get you. Um. Okay. So what do you want to do with international marketing after the fact? I want to become a project manager, or mm, yeah. Something like this, I guess, for a nice uh, company where I can develop things, I can get new ideas and just, I don't know, I want to improve myself in professional level, not only studying, because I, I feel like reports and reviews and everything is just academic stuff, which is so unnecessary sometimes. It's not helping you with uh, evolve, evolving. I agree, but then at the same time, why did you go back to school I guess because you're in your master's program I think we all know the answer of that you just need that fucking deep <laughs> oh. no you can use you can use that it's uh-huh. fine you can curse on here all you want okay so <laughs> see the fucking paper yeah, yeah I get it okay that's fair. It. that's fair that's <laughs> fair um do you think being able to study in different countries and everything has like helped you as a person like grow and learn yeah. like I guess more even for your international yeah. marketing and as a whole not only studying, but I, I've been to other countries just for work, ju- just to work there. So I've been in the States, Romania, Sweden now, Bulgaria, and I want to actually go to China too. To oh, okay. Even, like, f- just go even further. I would love, I think like that gives you so much more view of your life and what's happening uh, around you. And in the end of the day, when you find a job and you have experience from like three continents, it's kind of an advantage. It is. I mean, it looks really good on resumes, even like, at least for people in the States. I don't know how it is about European, because I know a lot of people in Europe tend to go different places for schooling, which is cool. For US, you kind of stay in the US. And like, if you have that like, oh, hey, I studied abroad or hey, I did this, it's actually, it looks really good on your resume so you being able to study in multiple countries actually might help you by the way simon wants a green card anybody (laughs) looking for him like he will he will hop on that yeah (laughs) sorry my number is zero five (laughs) um okay so more or less let's go on why did you choose sweden of all countries to study in for your master's that's a funny story by the way okay so I failed another exam, one, actually failed only one exam, but failed it three times in Romania. <laughs> Good. Yep. And <laughs> <laughs> but the teachers, okay, I don't want to give credit to those teachers, so I'm just going to screw them. They were terrible. They were Got like, it. <laughs> you know, those teachers, when they're perfect, and those which are the opposite side, like the worst teachers, they're not people, they're like idiots. So yeah, that's it for them. <laughs> so you just were done with Romania and you're like, fuck it, I'm going somewhere else? I'm going somewhere else. Yeah, that was, that was one of the things because I had the chance to do my master's there. But then one guy that is like a very good friend, not a very good friend, but a good friend that helped me a lot in Romania. And he told me after I failed again, so this exam, why don't you just use this year for searching new opportunities? And I can give you as an advice to try to find something in Sweden because the country is very developed, the economics are great there, and it's going to be probably a very good option for you. And I did actually think that he's right, and I started searching for it. Okay, so it was a total recommendation pretty much of like, absolutely. I'm just going to go follow what he told me, I'm going to go to Sweden. That's cool. He gave me the idea and I started searching for it. That's pretty much it. Okay. (laughs) Well... 
Um, how long have you been gone from Bulgaria then? Because if you've been studying in Romania and... Oh, when you add everything, I guess, three years in Romania, two months now in Sweden, three months in the States. And then, I don't know, around four years I haven't been in Bulgaria. And I feel it's more. I feel like it's more. It feels like longer because it's just yeah. been, yeah. Do you, like, miss anything from Bulgaria specifically? I'm the person, that type of person that doesn't know exactly the feeling of nostalgia, but nostalgia for country, I guess. Not, not, it's homesickness, I mean, yeah. Yeah. I'm always mistaking this word because nostalgia in Bulgarian is used for homesickness. Nostalgia still works. Yeah. Like, it's still almost correct. Yeah. Yeah. So, homesickness, nope, not exactly. Probably the first day just because I'm changing everything entirely again. I'm moving from one place to another, and then when I get, when I arrive arrive at that place, everything gets to normal, so. But, okay. of course, there are some things that I miss sometimes, like going out with my best friends and just things that we do together, going to trips and stuff like this. But it's not like a permanent feeling I have, like, oh, my goodness, what am I going to do now? Yeah. I feel sad. No. no. Honestly, I kind of feel the same way with, like, I know <laughs> I'm, like, far away from my friends and whatever. Of course my phone will go off. <laughs> That's great. Okay, but... um. <laughs> anyway, I get that like feeling. I don't really feel like homesickness because I mean I know this isn't permanent at the same time. Yeah. So I mean you're here for a longer period than I am because yeah. your program's a year, but still it's that exactly. whole process is not. Um, yeah. It doesn't feel as real, I guess, and it doesn't. I like being away, I guess. But yeah, but you exactly. That's the thing. The difference is you know when you're gonna go back home. Well, I don't know if I'm gonna go back home That's after true. I'm finished here. I might stay here. I might move directly to the new destination for internship or whatever states <coughs> green card <coughs> yes remember again zero five blah 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 <laughs> seriously though um actually like real life you should come visit in the states that would be really fucking cool so if you ever I want know. to you are so I more than welcome florida but yes. probably not exactly when the weather is bad I'll well, come in yeah, the summer. <laughs> well you don't want to come for no you don't want to come for the summer that's when the weather okay. is bad okay, I mean oh no boy no <laughs> you want to come in the winter when it's yep. like Nice weather. Exactly. <laughs> I'm coming for the winter. Yes, okay. You heard it here first, guys. Pressure him. Pressure. Um, <laughs> all right. Well, do you find anything, like, weird about, like, living here in Sweden? Like, anything weird about their culture? Uh, I don't know if it's weird. It's very different from my culture. That's why I'm going to say it's weird. But I still enjoy it in some very strange way. Okay, uh, but, like, what's weird, I guess? I guess. Or different. I've, they're very shy people and they never start a conversation with you. This is true. They're always expecting you to get the initiative mm-hmm. uh, to uh, start the conversation. And it's annoying, but I know for myself that I'm the same type of person. I was about to say that. I'm like, why is that different for you? You are I like know. that. <laughs> I know. I'm just like Swedish. That's why I'm here. <laughs> you look Swedish too. I mean, you got yeah. the blue eyes, the blo- like, kind of blonde hair. Like, uh, you, you got, yeah, yeah, you got this thing going on. You can well, pretend to be a I Swede. Can be, yeah, they yeah. always think I'm Swedish. And I was like, thank you very much, but I'm not. But like, I can't speak a lick. Yeah, exactly. It's fine. (laughs) Something else, by the way, I want to mention is when you enter the bus, it's, of course, for only small towns or towns, not for big cities like uh, Stockholm. When you go to catch the bus and if there are, like, many free spaces there or if there are none, you just don't sit next to somebody. You have to stay. Like, it's not that you have to, but people just don't stay to each other. Yeah, they don't like being around any people. Exactly. I, I get that to an extent. I don't want to sit next to some random True. person either, but like, 
Yeah, that's true. Yeah, exactly. That is a weird thing. But, I mean, I think it's just because we have, we live in a small town. Like, I don't know where you lived before. Like, big, always big cities. Always big cities, so that probably makes I sense. I never see it because there's no space left. <laughs> I always stay like this, you know, pressured by people. Exactly. How it's like in New York or, like, uh, different places for us, too. It's like you don't really have your own space. Orlando is kind of different because you don't have that, like... Like here. You don't have public transportation or anything. Uh, Orlando's huge, but, like, yeah. you just don't have that, like... But you have your own car, so... Yeah, I have my own car, exactly. So, exactly, so yeah. it's just a different type. But, yeah, um, it's like part of the culture in the States. You always get your car at some point, and you have to travel a lot because there are such huge distances, like 51 countries. Oh, like, yeah. <laughs> well, <so. laughs> I get it, though. But, yeah. um, okay, so before you came to Sweden, what did you do to, like, prepare? Like, did you have to get, like, a visa? What was the process of that? Was there, like, a weather change? Did you have to get new clothes, packing, whatever? Uh, Answer whatever you can. <laughs> yeah, so uh, about the visa, I didn't have any visas because I'm from the European Union. Uh, but I knew that I have to take thick clothes, warm clothes, and I didn't. <laughs> <laughs> so you just, you're just you just suffering now? Yeah, but I'm doing it now. I'm I mean, like you're wearing a sweater and jeans. It, it, oh, it's not. Yeah, of course. Yeah, yeah. But that's I forgot okay. my uh, like hats and gloves and scarf. One moment. Hello, uh, Malou. Of course, it's Malou. By the way, she's here. Hey, Malou, come here. Yeah. In like two minutes, I think we're going to be. Yeah, here. we're almost done. Yep. But Malou, say hi. Hello. <laughs> Hello, Malou. Okay, but um, anyway, so you didn't need a visa and you didn't pack right. Um, I didn't pack right, so yeah, blame it on me. <laughs> <laughs> okay, Um. finally, like, let's just talk about what's your favorite memory so far that you've been here while uh, you've been here? <laughs> Living with us, yeah, I love my Delta House family. I really love them, all of them. Oh, you're such a kiss ass. <laughs> uh, and what else? I love my trip with I love my trip with Malou and Madison and Henry. Well, oh yeah, still such a kiss ass. But actually, no, I I agree. Norway was really fun. Ah, uh, we are so lucky. Can you imagine that weather? Since then, we haven't seen such a nice weather. Yeah, the weather in Norway while we were there was easily, like... The best. Fahrenheit, it was probably 75 degrees, sunny the entire time. Exactly. We were biking around. Perfect, perfect, perfect. perfect. So, and I... That's my, yeah, that's weird. I went to Sweden. That's my favorite moment, going to Norway. What the fuck? <laughs> I know. I mean, I figured going, traveling a bunch of different places would probably have more moments that would True. be more memorable yeah. than When we go to studying. Stockholm, I guess it would be different. Yeah, that's true. Like I still that. wanted to go to Stockholm today. Let's go. Let's hop on a bus right okay. now. Let's fucking go. Okay, guys. We leave you because we're going to Stockholm now. <laughs> yes. <laughs> well, on that note, um, thank you, Simon, for coming on. I really enjoyed having you. And um, thank you. for everyone else, stay tuned for the next podcast. Oh, All right. yeah. Woo. All right. Bye. Bye-bye. <laughs>